The Lord reigns, in triumph clothed. Clothed is the Lord, in strength he is girded. Yes, the world stands firm, not to be shaken. Your throne stands firm from of old, from forever you are. The streams lifted up, O Lord. The streams lifted up their voice. The streams lift up their roaring. More than the sound of many waters, the sea's majestic breakers, majestic on high is the Lord. Your statutes are very faithful. Holiness suits your house. The Lord is for all time. It's been a long time since I've done one of these episodes. I was inspired by this morning's sermon at our church uh, from David Hoffman, and he preached on uh, Psalm 1, which is one of my favorite psalms, and uh, focusing particularly on um, bearing fruit. And uh, the, the premise of Psalm 1 is that if you uh, stay rooted in um, God's word and the instructions and commands of the Lord, that uh, you'll be like a tree planted next to uh, running water that will uh, have strong roots and be fed and bear fruit in its season. And I will not go back and talk about Psalm 1 in its entirety uh, because I'm reading Psalm 93 now. Uh, but I really want to talk about Psalm 1 because, as usual, if you stay rooted in the Word, you see more and more um, amazing things that uh, that God has for us. And uh, that's especially true in the Psalms. Um, in fact, that's one of the reasons I was inspired to come back and redo this, you know, start the series up again, uh, because when I was doing daily episodes or even close to daily, semi-daily episodes, I was reading the Psalms frequently and, um, and meditating on them and considering them. And I haven't had that in my life, um, for a while. And that means that I have not been as rooted in God's word as, as I was in the past. So let's talk about Psalm 93. 93 doesn't have any sort of um, subtitle. Uh, those are usually attempts by editors um, to put uh, the psalm in context. Um, so that's led some people to speculate, obviously, uh, whenever there's something a little bit different, um, there's always questions. Um, but I think the more interesting thing about Psalm 93, which is very short uh, and very concise, is that it uses a little bit of unusual poetry structure. Now, you remember um, from previous episodes or from, uh, you know, your background knowledge of the Psalms and, and Hebrew poetry that it is uh, often parallel lines. And so the first line will say something and the second line will say something that either rephrases or occasionally um, goes in a different direction, but uh, is connected in some way. And so the, the core of the poetry is that there are these pairs of lines. And every now and then, there is uh, a verse that has three um, parts, three versets, uh, or three lines. And um, when these come up, they're very often uh, important. I feel like they highlight uh, anytime you do something different, it says, hey, look at this. This is the part that you should pay attention uh, to. And so it's a little unusual to have a psalm um, that even includes three versets. And Psalm 93, uh, depending on how you break it, either is um, all but one um, is three versets, or if you break it the way I think it should be, it's basically uh, a psalm full of triple uh, verses. So um, one of the things that sort of messes this up for modern readers is that we have a chapter and verse numbering. 
And um, the chapter numbering uh, for the Psalms goes way back uh, because whoever put it together, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the easiest way to keep track of which Psalm it is is to put a number next to it. And so we know that these numbers go back a long time and they've been arranged um, more or less the same way um, for a considerable amount of time. Um, but the verse numbering has not been um, consistent over time, and that's because it's a relatively new innovation. Our English Bibles, uh, it goes back to um, early Renaissance. Um, and so the verse numberings are a modern thing. And uh, oftentimes the people doing the, the verse numbering were not reading the original. Uh, in, in all likelihood, they were reading Latin. Uh, because they were uh, Christian, and, and for a long time the Latin Bible was the Bible, uh, the Latin translation called the Vulgate. And um, so they're a little bit off. And in this case, verse 1 and verse 2, I feel like the numbering is wrong. So verse 1 says, The Lord reigns in triumph clothed. Clothed is the Lord. In strength he is girded. And I think that's a very strong three um line verse, a triple uh, um, parallelism. And then the second half of, of verse one is, yes, the world stands firm, not to be shaken. And uh, that is normally included as part of verse one. Um, but it seems to fit better with all of verse two. So the way that one is, is yes, the Lord, yes, the world stands firm, not to be shaken. Your throne stands firm from of old, from forever you are. And so if you look at it as this is the second grouping of three, um, the first grouping is about how the Lord is reigned or clothed in triumph. And then the second one is about how firm his throne is. And so, yes, the world stands firm, not shaken, definitely fits better with your throne stands firm and from forever you are. So that's, uh, that's the start. And so you can see it's two triple verses. Um, one is talking about how he's reigned uh, how he's clothed in triumph, and the second one is how firm his throne is. And then it goes to a second, um, the second half of the psalm. This is a really short one, uh, another group of three um, in verse two, uh, the way or verse three. I mean, the way that we number it. Uh, the streams lifted up, O Lord. The streams lift up, lifted up their voice. The streams lift up their roaring. And again, it's very clear. This is three things. The streams are doing three things. They are um, lifted up, they're lifting up their voice, and they lift up their roaring. Um, these are loud streams. And in fact, um, the next verse sort of clarifies, these are probably not um, what we'd normally think of as streams coming down from the mountains. It actually sounds like it might be related to the ocean um, because the next uh, group of three says, more than the sound of many waters, the sea's majestic breakers, Majestic on high is the Lord. Um, so maybe, it, although it's it's hard to tell, but it makes a little bit more sense if the streams are related to the ocean and you hear like these waves breaking upon the beach, uh, maybe running up uh, an inlet. Um, and so the contrast here is between the land where the Lord's throne is and the sea or the waters. Um, oftentimes, waters and sea have a connotation of chaos, uncertainty, danger, 
And um, the land, the throne of the Lord is obviously the opposite. It's a source of strength. It stands firm, it holds. And so you've got this sort of um, tension of a battle between the chaos of the seas and the firmness of the land. Uh, and the Lord's throne is identified with the firmness of the land. And then the final group of three, which is in verse, verse five, it says, your statutes are very faithful. Holiness suits your house. The Lord is for all time. And it goes back and reiterates the first point, which is that um, the Lord is firm. He isn't, he isn't moving. He's been there forever. Uh, and it, it brings in again the idea of the statutes or um, the commandments, uh, which is basically the, the scriptures that we are reading. Um, and it also does something that I think we take for granted a lot of times. Uh, so much of the stability of our nation and of our culture comes from law. And we kind of don't acknowledge how important law is in our lives for holding things firm. Um, there would be more chaos if it were not for laws. So even things like um, speeding, which is a law that uh, many of us break, many of us go fast, faster than we should, um, but just having a law about speeding and real consequences if you are driving much, much faster than you should, and knowing that um, that there, uh, someone could pull you over, uh, the police could pull you over, That's um, that keeps us in line. It keeps people from driving 100 all the time, uh, because obviously we would all like to get where we're going faster. Um, so we depend way, way more on laws to keep us stable than, than we believe. And the laws of the Lord, the commandments that he gives us, are substantially more um, effective uh, at that than, um, than human laws. Uh, it's really faithful uh, rules that stand the test of time. And I know that um, there are a lot of people who read the Bible and they say, oh, that's archaic. That doesn't matter anymore. And um, there's a truth to it if you, uh, if you don't understand the law the way that it was in its original time and place and understand the context and understand um, more than just what you read on the surface. Again, if you dig in, if you rest in the law, if you uh, meditate on it, um, there's something there that's far, far beyond uh, what we read um, initially. The laws are much wiser and uh, and helpful for, for keeping us uh, whole and safe and stable. I love Psalm 93. It's really, really short. It's easy to memorize. You should consider doing that. I should consider doing that. Um, and uh, once again, I wanted to thank you for uh, listening. And uh, uh, we'll see if I stay rooted in the Psalms or if I find some other way to stay rooted in God's word uh, going forward.